Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're all having a blessed day as always. And thank you again for all the support. Again, I've been getting a lot of emails from all over the country. Yesterday was a great show. If you want to listen to it again or you want to hear it, we did a lot in detail on what happened with the Texas Energy Grid. I've been getting more emails from customers and listeners in Texas that are getting their power back, that are listening to the shows, that are basically thanking us for getting this information out there and calling out what happened with the uh, energy secretary going in and basically forcing ERCOT, the Texas, uh, Texas power grid system essentially, to throttle down their power and not allow them to do what they needed to do to protect and make sure all of their residents had power because it would basically violate the green energy deal. Again, this is something that everybody needs to be made aware of all across the country. This is huge. And I said that yesterday, and I know I'm saying it again. I'm not being redundant. I'm saying it intentionally. It's time for America to wake up and understand what just happened in Texas and realize it is not going to stop unless we say no. When you're dealing with a tyrannical regime that is coming to the forefront of showing you that they basically own you, I told you guys that before, what they're showing us is they're only going to permit normality when they say we can have normal. The aspect and the construct of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, is no longer applicable to them. They're not following it at all, as you can see from the lockdowns, which were one of the most invasive, illegal maneuvers we've ever seen in U.S. history. That's never been done before, by the way. Going in and locking down an entire country, locking down entire states for endless amounts of time has never really been done in the United States before. It was, quite frankly, like I said, one of the most egregious violations of the constitutional constitution we've ever seen in this country. And what we're seeing now is what they're referring as to zero COVID promoters. And now what these people are, they are hardcore left-wing communists that are now getting a lot of traction all across the mainstream media. And what they're claiming for is they want to have zero COVID cases. Now, of course, you guys probably saw some of the unbelievable idiotic rhetoric they came out with yesterday said, oh, the United States now has surpassed 500,000 deaths to COVID. Well, obviously, I've already said this numerous times, and you guys know this, the numbers they have are completely and totally erroneous. They're not accurate at all. Nothing about what they have done as far as counting COVID deaths has been accurate. I said last year when the CDC came out with formal guidelines that it did not matter, even if they did not have a COVID test. If somebody died and they had any symptoms related to COVID, they were immediately put down as a COVID death. If anybody came in and had any issues, health problems, and they died from anything related to COVID, it was a COVID death. Suicide, decapitation, car accident, gunshot wound did not matter. Those were all secondary situations that killed them. COVID was the primary death. And as I've said repeatedly, how long is this countdown clock going to go on? We're, we're over a year now into this whole thing. What, are we just going to have in perpetuity, we're going to have a COVID death clock? What, next year? 2025? 2030? 
Where we start having, oh, now, now we've had 300 million deaths in the country now due to COVID. Okay, obviously that's not possible because the entire country would be dead. <laughs> but this is where they're going with this now. And what they're promoting is Australia and New Zealand and their success of essentially reducing COVID deaths and COVID cases. The thing that nobody wants to address about Australia, A, they get an insane amount of sunlight. The D3 levels of residents of Australia is much higher than the global average. They have a huge country, and the populace compared to continent size is actually quite small as far as their populace. And B, they didn't really follow any specific COVID death guidelines like the CDC demanded. They pretty much came in if somebody was really, really sick and they tested positive for COVID and they didn't really have any other health problems and they died, they counted that as a death. But the one thing that Australia has also done is they have been insanely aggressive with their tyrannical lockdowns. Last week, they finally lifted the snap lockdown. I told you guys about that. All of a sudden, the prime minister of Victoria came in and said, oh, by the way, guys, it's Wednesday and 6 p.m. tonight, full lockdown. All businesses are closed. Nobody can go outside unless it's go to the hospital. You're not allowed to congregate. Nobody can be around anybody for seven days. Literally, out of nowhere, snaps his fingers, and the entire district area of Victoria shuts down. Bam. And the ironic part was everybody complied with it. There was no resistance at all. This is where they're trying to take the entire world. They want to snap their fingers, and everybody goes, yes, sir, I'll do what you want. I'll do what you say. I'll get the shot, whatever you want. And this is where they're trying to take it. And so, again, I've encouraged everybody, continue to get the truth out there. North Dakota, I commend these guys up there. The House in North Dakota just passed a resolution bill. Now it's headed to the Senate. The legislation outlines that state or local elected officials, the state or political subdivision of the state, may not mandate an individual in this state to use a face mask, a face shield, or any face covering. They prohibit the use of it if demanded, meaning if you want to wear a mask, you're more than welcome to wear a mask, but nobody is allowed to force you or tell you you have to wear a mask. They said it's a gross violation of the Constitution and American freedoms, and that individuals that are enforcing this are unelected, wealthy bureaucrats who are robbing our freedoms and perpetuating lies. So i got to give an applause to the guys up in North, uh, North Dakota. I mean, they, they're awake with what's going on, and I really hope some other states will follow suit. As we have seen now from the research and the studies I've shown you, many of them, the masks do not work. They don't. You, you could try to come up with this and say, well, if you triple layer three masks on top of themselves and you do a test in a lab with two dummies, it reduces some of the droplets that basically go out, like the CDC said. Sure, you, you could start coming up with all types of erroneous ideas like that. But has anybody noticed the vast majority of people don't wear them correctly in general? Don't, don't put them over their nose. They walk around with them half time on their chin. But yet – Everybody's slow. Oh, that's okay. You, you could do that. Just wear a mask. It's about compliance and submission. And it's time that America start following like North Dakota, like Florida and other states that are starting to stand up to these unbelievably ridiculous lies that are being pushed upon the American populace. Now the UK, the health authorities in the UK have announced not a single case of the flu was detected this year. And of course, they're saying that because people wore masks 
and people social distance, it stopped the flu from spreading. But, of course, you know, those things haven't stopped COVID from spreading. <laughs> you can't even make this stuff up. So this is where we're at now. COVID's cured everything, including the flu, but yet nobody can seem to figure out how to make COVID stop, even though nobody wants to address the aspects of vitamin C, D3, and zinc, except for the representative I told you guys about yesterday, which I was very proud of, actually pushing a bill to make the recommendation of D3 go up to 4,000 IUs per day. You can listen to the show yesterday in more detail on that, which is Great. I mean, that's really, really good. They're starting to address that. And it's time that the rest of the country start realizing our health is our own responsibility. It is time to take responsibility for our own lives and our own freedom and stop deferring it onto somebody else and expecting other people to protect us, keep us healthy and safe. What do you think, Dan? Well, it's a mind-binding spell, Austin. That's what they've done. They've put a mind-binding spell. These Kabbalists have put a mind-binding spell on the entire population of the planet, and they're continuing to reinforce it by these draconian lockdowns to try to force people into compliance. This is going to be – you know, it's really hard to get somebody to walk into a uh, gated area unless they've been programmed to do it. It's really hard to get them to walk behind Constantine wire, and they know they're going to be basically – uh, you know, locked up and, you know, put, you know, behind bars unless they've been programmed to walk in. I mean, this is the same thing that happened in Nazi Germany with the folks that were there. I mean, they were programmed and programmed and programmed and programmed to get on the cattle cars. They did because they knew that if they didn't get on the cattle car, that the person who basically was standing there with machine gun would shoot them. So they got to the point where they just voluntarily got onto the cattle cars, be transferred to the labor camps. And it happens over and over like this. You know, the, uh, the Mengele, the guy who was the uh, Nazi scientist doctor who was the nightmare. And that guy was a really not, he was a nightmare, guys. Uh, he basically said, it's so weird. He said, the more we do to them, the meaner we are to them, and the more experimentation we do to them, the more submissive they get. Whoa. Now I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. And, and, and what's crazy about all of this, I don't know why human nature is like that. You know, the other day, also and I were walking around. In fact, fact, it was yesterday. Some guy comes walking out of a chiropractic office, and and he has his mask down around his chin, around his chin, not around his nose. You know, just basically not just just wearing it in compliance, so that if anybody says something to him, he can pull it up real quick. And I'm like, but he's not wearing the mask. I mean, is it because our testosterone is so low? Uh, yes. Is it because our, you know, drive? has gone to nothing because we have no goals or dreams or whatever because we basically fall into this system that basically takes care of everybody with social welfare, whether we work or not? Yes. Is it because of tricyclic antidepressants and serotonin reuptake inhibitors and opiates and all that? Yes. Is it because of fluoride? Yes. All of these things have been used to subdue the masses of the people, and it's been done very, very subtly until now you walk into Walmart or any other major store, even down here in the South where we have no mask mandate by our governor, and the people basically are enforcing these masks, whether or not they work or not. And we saw that just the other day at Trader Joe's, and we talked about it at length last week. The sad part about it is is that everybody knows who does any kind of research at all, Austin, that the masks don't work. They don't work. Now, here's what's interesting now. I was talking about this yesterday, and I've started talking about this. I listened to the show yesterday. I try to listen to every show that I do, and I made a point, but I never finished the point. What I was talking about was spinning reserves in the utility grid in Texas. 
let's say if you have 100,000 units of energy and the state's only using 70,000 units of energy at any given time, the other 30,000 units of energy is called spinning reserve. In other words, that's excess power that's just circulating inside of the lines that nobody's using. It's called a spinning reserve. Now, what's interesting about this is state of Texas was going to increase their spinning reserves. They were literally going to double it. They were, going to, they, were, they were cranking up everything they had to put more power into the lines to be able to handle the extra load. In other words, they could have increased their spinning reserves to like 200,000 units of energy, and they would have been able to handle almost everybody even when the windmills fell, failed or the natural gas stopped flowing. Now, the whole thing with the natural gas freezing, that's a complete and total lie. Natural gas and propane, they don't freeze until they get to like 300 degrees below zero. So they said, oh, the natural gas froze or the propane froze. That's a complete lie. That doesn't happen. All right, it doesn't happen. You, you would all, every, the whole planet would be dead if that happened. It'd be so cold. So they lied about that. Now, the windmills, the gearing in the windmills, that could have frozen. That could have done that because of the extremely low temperature because they weren't basically winterized to handle that. That probably did happen. But as far as the natural gas or the propane freezing, complete and total lie, it was shut off, period. That was the end of that. Now, we also have to look at the fact that Texas you know, knew it was coming. They knew this front was on the way, and they knew they had to increase the spending reserves. And then we have to ask ourselves the same question I asked yesterday. Why didn't the energy person in Texas who was the head of the energy just ignore the federal guidelines? It's to, you know, he could have got an emergency declaration from the governor. I mean, they, they, all he had to do is go sign an executive order and give it back to him in 20 minutes. It doesn't take four or five days to get an executive order if it's an emergency. He could have walked into the office and said, look, we're about to have a massive coal snap come through Texas. We're about to have massive ice nucleation because they know that happens too. They're not dummies. And we're about to have a massive amount of power needed in our state. And the federal government just said we've got to maintain green standards. What do you want to do? And he could have filed an executive order right there on the spot. The president, the, the, the governor could have and basically overridden. Because remember, the states don't have to answer to the federal guidelines like that unless they want to. If there's an emergency that's happening, they can override that. Because the state has autonomy. Remember, before the United States became a, a country back in 1776, actually it took about a decade to get it done. But what ended up happening is the 13 colonies, they were individual countries pretty much. They were loosely knit only to come together in a time of war. They each had their independent basically constitutions or independent laws. And they really didn't answer to the federal government of the United States unless they wanted to. People don't get that. And so that's really the kind of response that we need to take whenever the federal government comes in with these draconian things and say, you're going to have to let your people freeze because you have to stay within green standards. The answer should have been no. Uh, Carmen is in Texas. And she went through a lot. And it was interesting. Uh, the other day she was calling me, and she was uh, without water, without food, without power, without everything. And finally the power came back on, but they said, getting water. And she wrote me this. I'm going to read this to you. She goes, I spent the whole day yesterday gathering water both wastewater and potable water. It took all day long. We finally found a family-owned brewery that was giving away water. We brought food-grade buckets for them to fill. The other people in line had Coke bottles, old milk cartons, Gatorade bottles, and other small receptacles. People looked very pissed off that we showed up with big buckets and a dolly to haul the buckets once filled. I read in an article once that buckets were handy during an emergency, and I'm glad that I had plenty of buckets on hand. We use them for both our wastewater and potable water. At the supermarkets, you had to stand in line for hours, and they only let you buy one gallon of potable water. But the family-owned brewery was giving away all the water you wanted. 
we still have to boil the water. There's a citywide boil notice in effect. During our outing yesterday, we noticed how frazzled people looked. We spoke with one another, and we spoke with a mother and a daughter at, at out gathering water, and they had been surviving on snack foods for four days because they had no stored food. There were huge lines at all the fast food restaurants that were open. I'm assuming people didn't have food at home, and they had no way to prepare food at home either. People were panicked and desperate. The takeaway from this is if you're going to survive, you have to be in shape. And you have to have tools. Having the right tools and the physical ability to use them is paramount to survival. You also have to be judicious as to how you are going to spend your time and your physical energy. Also, you have to stay healthy because if you get sick, then you are not able to do the physical work to survive. The next day she wrote me, it was a hectic day again. We went out to buy fresh food. We wanted to preserve our emergency stores. It's a rat race out there. The shelves are bare. It's a competition to acquire each food item available. Getting gas is equally as difficult. Day-to-day survival is highly competitive. You have to be on your game to obtain the things you need to survive. This is what happened in Texas last week, guys. Now they've got their power back. The water's being restored, et cetera, et cetera. But this is the extent of how bad it got in the major cities in Texas. That's why I say to you guys, if this pea soup hits the fan and you're in a major city like New York or Chicago or Austin or Dallas or Houston and this kind of stuff happens, you're going to run out of food on the shelves within hours, not days, hours. You're going to run out of water on the shelves within hours. Austin and I have urged you guys. We have buckets everywhere, bottles everywhere of distilled water. I mean, they're everywhere. We get these two-and-a-half-gallon bugs. We have we, we get them for you guys, too. They're part of our distiller units. And what they do is they have no BPA in them. You put a couple of drops of colloidal silver in them, and you store them, and you let them sit. We've got them all over the house. We've got them all over our place up in North Carolina, up there, the, 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 uh, the place we carry keep up there in case we're up there when something happens. Plus, up there, we have a freshwater spring that flows year-round that's potable, drinkable water. That's really nice. But down here, we've got to maintain good, clean water. Now, we also have lakes around us, so we could always use lake water in order to flush toilets. Never use your good water to flush a toilet if the power goes out. Just use your pool water. Use your lake water. Now, if you've got to choose between using your pool water or your lake water and you're going to run it through a filter, always drink the pool water. As toxic as that mess is, it's not nearly as bad as all the chemicals and the pesticides and all of the fertilizers and the agricultural runoff and all the you know the herbicides and all the other stuff that are out in the main lakes now and all the rivers and streams that's why the fish population has been decimated i told you guys a few weeks ago a few months ago we went over to silver springs and when i was there as a child the last time i was there, actually the last time i was there i was there with austin when he was a child and you looked underneath the glass bottom boats and there were literally hundreds of thousands of fish it was unbelievable how many fish there were Suddenly, we go back a few months ago with Hunter and Ken, the Lawson's kids. There's no fish. There's fish here, the fish there, fish here, fish there. All of that atrazine, all of that Roundup, all of that Azulox, all of those yard chemicals have basically washed into the aquifer downstream where the river's not flowing as, as strong and basically where the fish lay their eggs and have basically polluted it so bad because these are all estrogen compounds and they have destroyed these fish's ability, fishes, that's not, that's not right, these fish abilities, the ability of the fish to basically reproduce. They can't produce eggs that actually hatch 
they can't do it anymore because the estrogen, and this is happening all over the world and with human beings. So if you've got to drink lake water, you better have a filter that takes that junk out. But I wouldn't drink that. That would be the last resort. I would drink pool water first, but I'd run, I wouldn't drink any of it unless I ran it to a filter. Now you got to talk about all of the barium and aluminum they sprayed in the chemtrails that's in your swimming pool and in your lake. That's what we've got basically the stored water everywhere. So it's so important to remember that. But Carmen wrote an excellent expose on what it was like trying to survive. Now here in Florida, it's not that bad when we have a hurricane because we basically are used to it because we're prepared this mindset down here. I mean, we have, we were out without power for an entire week, you know, 14, 15 years ago. It was like ho hum, ho hum. Now don't get me wrong. It was hot and nice sleeping. We had to keep generators running, but we had plenty of water stored up that continued to work. So all of these things basically, you know, are something you have to think about. Get some of our storable organic food. I, I can't be any more direct with you guys than that. Get canned foods if you don't want to get our stuff. I don't care at this point. Get food, at least two or three weeks of food, and rotate the cans if you want to do it that way. The reason I like the storable food we have is good for 20 years. You just stick it on the – you set it and forget it is basically what you do with it. You put it on the shelf and you forget about it. About 18 years in, you look at it and you go, oh, well, time to rotate. And you donate it to a homeless shelter, and they can cook it and use it, and you buy more. And you can write it off as a deduction. That's how I look at it, if we even have the options of having deductions in 20 years from now because the economy and the country is shutting down all over the world is shutting down because they're shutting down the and i talked about this yesterday the velocity of money but guys think through all of this stuff and also i want to thank you guys for all of the emails that i've gotten all the all the texts that i've gotten about yesterday's show about the book of enoch about luke about the rapture about what was going on with the son of man and why jesus used that term many of you said well that answered a lot of scriptural questions that i never knew that we Never knew answers to. So thank you so much for the feedback on that. So, but, but I want to emphasize what Austin said. He's 100% right. You've got to stand now. And, and you say, well, you guys talk about masks too much. All right. I'm going to say it again. They're conditioning you. They're conditioning you to accept what they say, regardless of whether you want to do it or not. This is basically Pavlovian conditioning. You're an animal. That's what they think. You're a dog. That's what they think. They have different DNA in you. They believe that. They believe that they have God's DNA in them, and the God they believe they have in them is not the great I am. It's Einsof. They believe they're the benign D Nephilim, sons of the fallen. This is who they think they are. This is what they believe they are, and they believe they have the ability and the right for global dominion over the entire Universe, pretty much. They, they believe you should go out and do anything they want to do to anybody. And so, they, so they, if they kill you or force you into a slave labor camp or force you – always remember who financed and who put together the slave labor camps in Germany. Watch you do some research on that. Watch the video. It's a rich man's trick, and it will tell you the same people who run the planet are the ones who set up the concentration camps in Germany. It wasn't the Germans. They set it up. They did it as a beta test to find out how to make slave labor camps work. It's a rich man's trick from JFK to 9-11. Watch that video. It's long. It's about three hours long. Set it up. Watch it an hour a night, 30 minutes a night, whatever you want to do in your spare time. Or just when you're driving around in the car, you can listen to it. You don't have to look at the video. You can actually listen to the audio of it. And it will explain in detail. It's the same group, the Harrimans and the rest of these guys, 
the same guys that I talked about yesterday who own those giant tracts of land north of Tallahassee, most of them, mostly all of them, because I don't know all of them, who basically were involved with Taft and all of these people, these barons from 120 years ago who controlled everything through Rothschild banking cartel money. That's what we have to understand. It's the same group of people, the top levels of the Masonic Lodges back then. Now it's the top levels of the CFR, the top levels of the Bilderbergers, the top levels of Bohemian Grove. All of this stuff right now is we got to pay attention to it, guys, because you got to ask yourself a question like George Carlin says. You know, who rules you? You know, who's in charge of you? Who are you not allowed to basically criticize without getting yourself in all kinds of trouble and losing your career and getting slammed on social media? Yeah, that group. Same group. They're always the same group. The ones that Jesus said were the children of Lucifer. That group. So just thought I'd mention that to you. Also, what do you think? Well, you said something so succinct a minute ago. You said, how did so many people, you know, in, say, for example, Nazi Germany, why'd they walk into the concentration camps? Why'd they walk into the fences? Why'd they get on the trains? And you said it very clearly. It's conditioning. Remember what they were doing to everybody? Well, I don't, I'm sure they're still doing this a lot of them now. They did down here in Florida, a lot of the Walmarts. They had, like, cattle gates set up. Everybody had to walk through a gate. You could, right. Walk through the entrance. You couldn't do that. You couldn't just walk in the entrance. You had to line up in a cattle gate in, like, a single-file line to get into Walmart. I watched it. I watched them do it. I, I, I refused to go in. I was like, I'm not going. I, I drove to the parking lot. They had, in a lot of the Walmarts, I saw numerous videos of this, loudspeakers, big, giant, tower loudspeakers in the parking lot. Stay in line. Social distance. Wear your mask. Stay six feet apart. And they just repetitively say it over and over and over again. Conditioning people. Conditioning people. Conditioning people. Stay in line. Wear your mask. Six feet apart. Over and over and over again. My friends, you don't have to be a psychology major to realize what they've been doing to everybody. It's very, very clear. They're not even trying to hide it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so abundantly clear and out in the open that you almost have to have your head under a rock to not realize what they're doing to everybody. This is the beginning phases of a full-blown tyrannical regime lockdown. This is what they're doing. And this is why now you see, you know, Fauci, I told you guys just came out and said, oh, well, you know, we're going to have to wear masks through this year and into 2022 now. Of course. Of course they're going to keep saying that. Once I told you, once the first lockdown ended and I started to see all the complete and total nonsense and contradictions, that's when I told you guys on the show. I said, okay, now we know what they're using this for. Is there a virus out there? Yeah. Do you need to make sure you stay healthy and keep your immune system strong? Absolutely. But you also need to use common sense. <laughs> and what's interesting, your friend over in Texas, Dad, said it so clearly. Everybody has to do the best they can to stay in shape right now and continue to stay prepped. Texas should have been a wake-up call to the entire country. What happens when you don't follow orders? But that should also strengthen the resolve of Texas and everybody else in the country to realize, hey, listen, this is how far they're willing to go to use whatever type of weather warfare research they did on Texas, whatever it was, and then turn around and say, you can't increase your power because we said so, and then come in and say, oh, yeah, and 
the only way you can get more power is you have to buy it out of state for $1,500 per megawatt hour, <laughs> up from $18, 6,000% increase. So we're not only going to unbelievably tax you and make sure electric's going to be dang near unaffordable for a lot of people. We're going to force you to shut down your power, essentially, and not throttle it up while we know a storm's coming in that, like I said, in my opinion, I think was heavily modified to do it exactly what it did. If that doesn't wake everybody up, then I don't know what to tell anybody anymore. I mean, straight straight up. <laughs> I mean, that should have been a clear-cut example of what they're trying to do. Also, too, in other news, I'm going to bring this up because this is a topic that Dad and I have to bring up occasionally and because it's not uncommon at all. It's actually very common. It's happening more and more and more as society continues to go towards this electronic addiction society is pretty much what it is now. That's why you see kids everywhere. They're at dinner tables. I told you guys, I see it all the time now. They're staring at their parents' phones. Their parents put on different movies and YouTube and games every time they go out anywhere. And, I, and I'm not knocking movies. I'm not acting like my, my kids don't watch clean movies occasionally or at nighttime they're relaxing. I'm trying to get them to calm down and not be running up the halls. I'm not saying that at all. But allow films or allow movies. Make sure, A, you know what they're watching. B, use them as a tool, not a crutch. Use them as a, hey, you got your chores done. Hey, you're getting ready for bed. You want to watch an episode of VeggieTales or something like that. Okay, that's cool. But don't allow it to be something that they're so addicted to and they're so hooked on that they literally have to watch it all the time or else they pitch a fit. I've, I've watched this personally happen before to parents I know with their kids where their iPad dies or they take it away and the kids have a complete and total meltdown, meltdown, temper tantrum, pitching a fit, screaming and yelling. And the parents go, oh, oh. Oh, they'll calm down in a little bit, and you go, golly. The research has already shown that it massively, massively reduces brain development, and it causes all types of personality problems, social problems. When you start giving children extreme amounts of electronics, you know, I think they said over like two to three hours a day every day, it, start causing, it starts causing all these issues. That's another reason why the Common Core curriculum pushed iPads in the school system so much. That's why you don't see kids with books anymore. There's, there's two reasons why. A, they want to get the kids completely addicted to being on electronics all day long in school. B, they want to be able to control the narrative. It's much, much easier to change your curriculum, modify your curriculum, focus and promote whatever perverted ideology you want in your curriculum when you can simply just upload it or download it onto an iPad and change it up. It's much more difficult when you actually have to have books and third edition, fourth edition, fifth edition. Oh, guess what? We got to add this propaganda in this book now. We got to scrap the old edition and start a new edition, start printing it up again. Much, much more difficult. That is why they pushed it. And so back to my story that I was telling you guys about. This just happened down here in Florida, in Volusia County. Ironically, I was just in Volusia County over the weekend. I told you I took Hunter to a uh, monster truck thing at the, the Speedway over there in New Smyrna. A Florida sheriff, it shows on body cam. He's looking for this 13-year-old girl who ran away from home to go meet up with this Tyler kid who is apparently, supposedly, supposed to be her age that she found on social media. I guess her parents and her got in a fight, so she ran away from home. And so this officer, Deputy Royce James, is searching 
I mean, in the videos, you know, they cut sections of it because it's just it's forever. He finds out that she basically went to a, a Dollar General to meet up with this kid Tyler, and the body, the the footage, the surveillance footage there shows her get in a car with a very grown man who's not Tyler, and then he ends up going to a motel. Long story short, he finds this guy in the hotel with this girl. She runs up and grabs the sheriff. He gets her, and uh, this guy's like. 40 years old. I mean, complete and total pervert. And uh, you can tell the, the sheriff's deputy is, I mean, he is trying to hold back. You can tell, I mean, it's everything he can do not to just straight pistol whip this guy. And uh, he doesn't. I'll give him credit. He actually holds himself back like he's on body cam footage. And that's basically what came about. This guy's obviously been charged now with multiple felonies. They got this girl back home. And what they found is that this guy was pretending to be this kid on social media, Tyler, and uh, wanted to go meet up and hang out with her and told her to go meet her there. And she ran away from home, went and met her there, and sure enough, finds out this guy isn't some Tyler kid. He's some pervert. You have to be so careful these young kids nowadays are so susceptible on social media and social media is becoming such a giant platform in these young kids lives that a lot of it is it's their like identity you know it's it's like how they see themselves and how they portray themselves to the world and the problem with it is a lot of them are too young to realize that the perverts out there they are using these platforms with great ease now for child sex trafficking it is becoming a huge issue, especially now with the lockdowns, with the social media, and with the mask wearing. There was a video that Lana showed me the other day. It was actually quite troubling. And it went in and it showed a girl, little girl, and then the mom was doing it as an example of why she doesn't allow masks to be used on her child at all and why they were arguing with the school system about wearing masks. And it was a young girl. She was probably like six, seven years old, blonde hair, um, dressed up. And the mom, in 30 seconds, pulled the girl's hair back in a ponytail, put a hat on her put a mask on her face, pulled a hoodie on, put you know, put a hoodie over and pulled the hoodie up over the hat and you could not even tell who this girl was anymore and it honestly looked like a boy because it was like in a boy hoodie. 30 seconds flat completely changed the appearance of the child. That fast. And she goes, "This is why I don't allow masks. This is a serious problem. Is anybody wonder why we still have lockdowns, we still have allegedly COVID, but we're still seeing child sex trafficking almost grow?" at exponential proportions now all across the country, and these kids are missing all the time now, and nobody's finding them. I wonder why they're promoting this so much. Always remember there's multiple reasons why they're trying to get everybody to submit to this entire just perverted ideology from the sixes everywhere to the face coverings, just like they do in the Babylonian rituals, with the face coverings and the mask all the times, to the lockdowns and shutting down your business, telling you you can't be open because you're not essential, but Walmart, Costco, Sam's, and Amazon can be wide open all day long, no restrictions at all. Always remember that there's something else going on behind the scenes, and this is why it's so important to continue to get the truth out there, to not comply with unlawful, illegal, unconstitutional, non-scientific orders, and to always remember, stand 
on your convictions and hold your ground because this has been one of the biggest compromising things I've ever seen in this country now where so many people have continued to step back, step back, step back, step back and compromise a lot of their convictions simply to comply with the norm because they don't want to have any blowback. And that, my friends, is not a good place for us to be or for Christians to be alike. Definitely something we have to continue to keep going as far as the truth right now and continue to wake everybody up. What do you think, Dan? Well, I think you're right. And they're conditioning us to basically accept the child trafficking. You think, well, how could they do that? Well, we've all talked about it now with, you know, Jeff. You know, you know, the, the, uh, the, the crazy guy there with the, with the Clintons, you know, with what's going on with him and all of the stuff that happened with his, with Epstein. pedophile, Epstein, thank you, Austin, Epstein on pedophile island. And, you know, and we need to understand who they are. We got to look at what, we have to look at the fact that, you know, Barack Obama was gay. He was probably trafficking as a child. And we have to understand that the, you know, when you see pictures of President Obama when he was young and with his mother, most of these things were all photoshopped. And you think, well, why are they all photoshopped? Well, because you have to ask yourself a question. Who is he? You know, Obama's mother, according to many, was an operative, an asset in the control working for the CIA and Mossad and MI6. Obama's grandparents were active participants in CIA and FBI covert intelligence gathering operations and protecting intelligence assets, assets like DeMarco's and Frank Marshall Davis. Never forget, the daughter, President Obama's mother, was as a teenager, as a pre-adult, a young woman, 16 to 17 years old, she was modeling for Frank Marshall's Davis's sex magazine, which was trying to go head-to-head with Playboy, except it had a bunch of really perverted, risque stuff in it and masochism in it. This is Obama's mother, supposedly. You know, he had Obama's mother as a young teen who was doing things they were, you know, talking about, like the young girls tied to Jeffrey Epstein. It's all tied with his sex trafficking. That's why it's so important that we understand that Jeffrey Epstein can't go away, and he's not dead. And again, we have to ask ourselves a question. Who was running Jeffrey Epstein? Well, we know that. It was Mossad. But remember, the CIA and MI6 were also involved. Why? Because they make a lot of money from this, and it's part of their satanic worship. This is the group who does all of this stuff. You know, this is what, this is what they were taught by Alistair, Alistair Crowley. It's called sex ritual magic. And we have to understand that these children that Obama and Michael had, that was also known as Michelle, they weren't their kids. They, again, Obama was a complete and total fabrication. That's exactly who in the world is running the world, the guys who put Obama in. He was a tool. He was somebody's creation for their intelligence manipulating operation to put this new world order agenda theme into, into place. So then we have to ask ourselves this. What was really going on with the creation of Brennan? Brennan was creating these false histories. But was that his job as a CIA? Is that why, is that why he was a reward, war rewarder with being both putting in charge as a station chief in Saudi Arabia, Arabia and later as a director of the CIA? Could he protect Obama's true history, protect the lies, the illusion, while Obama himself was just a sock puppet? You know, these guys answer directly to the planetary control of Lucifer. That's who these guys answer to. That's why I talk so much about Jesus and about God and the great I am. These guys answer directly to an off-world entity. Call him an alien. I don't care what you call him. Lucifer, devil, himself. They call him Einstein. These guys are Satan worshippers at the highest level. They're very evil people. They take these young children and they prostitute them out like Jeffrey Epstein did. But now we're just, you know, oh, we feel sorry for, you know, Jelaine Maxwell because, you know, she's been in prison and she's not eating and her hair's falling out. Personally, I hope she rots in hell. 
there you go. You never hear me say stuff like that. People who take children and do this to them, they don't deserve anything but rotting in hell as far as I'm concerned. Jesus said it this way. It'd be better for them, because this was going on back in Jesus' time too, these little kids. It'd be better for them to tie a millstone around their neck and be thrown into the deepest part of the sea than what's going to happen to them as far as when they go to hell. It's going to be bad. These people are horrible, horrible people. But remember, this is CIA, MI6, and Mossad. This is the group that has made pacts with the devil, literally have made pacts with the devil. Look at Katy Perry. You see, you listen to her. She'll tell you right on her doggone you know, YouTube thing that she made a deal with the devil, sold her soul to the devil. She says that. And so many people in Hollywood have made pacts with the devil. You know, and, and we have not just a few, not just tens, but literally hundreds of thousands of people, hundreds of people, in the, in, not hundreds of thousands, but hundreds of people in the entertainment industry have done this. In the news media, all over the place, they've literally made a pact with Lucifer himself. They call him Einsoft. He's a, they're all the Kabbalists because they had to make a pact with this guy, with the devil, to get success. Bob Dylan said, quote, keeping up his end of the bargain, un, this unquote, and doing what he's promised to do for success, for notoriety, for fame, selling their souls to save themselves. What the heck? And guys, this is who's running all of it. That's why I talk about Jesus, because he is the Lamb of God, and he is the Prince of Peace, and he is the Counselor of the Good Shepherd. That's why I told you. Why do you think he said, deliver us from the evil one in the Lord's Prayer? He's the one who's the answer for all of this. And without him, uh, we, we, without Christ right now, to be honest with you, we'd all be hosed, just hosed. You know, it'd be awful. It'd be awful what they could do to you without Jesus. But because we have Christ and we have the Holy Spirit within us, they can't touch us because we're sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. They don't know what to do with us. That's why they hate Christians. That's why they told the Christians, no, don't worry. Don't get involved. You're all going to be raptured and gone, and you won't be touched. And they teach them another form of Jesus. It's like I did that whole show a few weeks ago, and I talked about the subversion of Christianity, how they didn't come in and tell you there wasn't Jesus, there wasn't Christ. They, tell you, they don't tell you that. They tell you, oh, it's the Christ spirit. Oh, it's the Christ this. Oh, it's not the Holy Spirit. Oh, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is what you need to believe. And they come into the churches, and they teach this damnable doctrine, this whole Zionism mess. And they teach it to the churches, and the churches start believing it. And the churches allow all of these things to happen, and the pastors never address it from the pulpit. In the meantime, the whole world's going to hell in a handbasket, you know, because they're all worshiping Lucifer. Just letting you guys know that, by the way, I don't consider hell to be a cuss word in case you guys are flipping out because I use hell in a term that you're going to hell in a handbasket, which is awful. But that's the truth, and that's the reason that's happening is because we have not stood up against it. But we have all kinds of people in Hollywood coming out now telling us. Ted Gunderson said that we have a satanic group that basically do satanic worship and human sacrifice in Hollywood. This is the same Kabbalist group that runs the planet. It's always these guys. I've talked about it. It's the same group all the way back to Genesis chapter 6, the same guys who took down Building 7. It's always the same people. It's always the satanic Canaanite religion people who do this. I mean, it's awful. The other night I was talking to a, a friend of mine in the Old Testament. Or not a friend of mine in the Old Testament. A friend of mine we were discussing the Old Testament. His name's George. Brilliant man. And, and, I, and, I, and he started asking me all these questions. Well, why God do this? Why did he kill all these people in the Old Testament? I said, simple. He was trying to get rid of the Nephilim DNA, the satanic DNA. He was trying to clean up the DNA pool and get rid of the people that have inbred with fallen angels. 
That's why he did that. That's why, why do you think he flooded the whole planet, guys? It's not like he killed a couple people when he flooded the planet. There were millions here then, hundreds of millions, some say. But they were all inbred with Luciferian DNA. They were following the evil one. Every thought of every man was evil all the time because of what had been done to them. You know, God doesn't want around. God doesn't want around. That doesn't want to go around killing people. It's not his deal. All right, that's, he, he's not a child abuser. But when they're the children of the devil, that's a different story. And we need to understand that. That's why it was in the Old Testament. Finally, God realized, you know, this ain't going to work. You know, I guess, you know, he finally looked beyond the present timeline. He said, okay, the only way I can fix this is I got to insert myself into the timeline through Christ. And I've got to be a sacrifice for them so that my blood and the scalar energy created by an omnipresent being will continue to renew the DNA of the people on this planet after they accept Jesus Christ and the evil one can no longer touch them. Okay, that's why Jesus came was to restore us back to God. And now we have the ability to stay restored to God without the blood of sacrifice of bulls and of sheep and everything else. But Christians want to turn right around and start supporting a third temple to allow people to start sacrificing bulls and goats again. What the heck? There's no need to do any of that stuff. It's silliness. It's all based on that Schofield Bible lie. It was subtle, very subtle. That didn't happen over a period of, you know, 20, 30 years. It was a period of 100 years. And now we've got all of these Christians believing this nonsense and, and, and having a, a type of Christianity, but without having the power associated with the blood of the Lamb and understanding who and what they are in Christ. Very, very important that we all know that, guys. The secret agencies, the spy agencies, MI6, Mossad, CIA, they're all satanic organizations. CIA used to have witches on payroll. No joke. Not kidding. Jack Parsons, you know, who did the rocket stuff back in the 50s and the 40s, he was a full-blown Satanist. Him and Aleister Crowley hung out together. These are conjure-up demons. Can't make this weird stuff up. Understand who runs the planet and understand without Christ, we have no answer. But we have Jesus. Also, what do you think? Absolutely. And that's one of the main reasons, too, why I've been so diametrically opposed to going along with the context that they have pushed as far as this transgender agenda. I told you guys before, I've been very clear about exactly. it. If somebody wants to be a cross-dressing pervert in their own time, that's that's their agenda. I've told you, this is America. If you want to go do that, go do that. Whatever. I don't care. But don't come at me and tell me that I have to accept it and I have to address you by something completely and totally inaccurate because that's what you demand. If you want to run around in a dress and you're a grown man, I'm going to call you a cross-dressing pervert. You, you can still do what you want, but I'm not going to accept it, nor am I going to normalize it and pretend that it's okay. The entire premise of what they're doing with promoting transgender ideology in the school systems is all getting ready to get everyone accepted of pedophilia. I have said that repeatedly for years, and now people are starting to see exactly how it's gone down that slippery hole. You've watched the progression of it and the perversion of it for the last decade, and that's exactly where it's going to now. All the way to the point, what was it, a year or two ago, that one, that Desmond boy that made on, you know, Good Morning America as this cross-dressing child. Poor kid so confused and his mother's promoting and running around in a dress. They go to a gay bar 
in New York City, and he basically does almost a strip tease for grown men. This kid's like nine, ten years old. Uh, they're throwing money at him. And they said, oh, this is just art. He's just expressing himself. There's nothing wrong with it. Now, it got a insane amount of negative blowback. Insane once everybody started finding out about what happened over there. And so they kind of they pulled back on a little bit. They said, okay, America's not quite accepting of pedophilia yet. Let's indoctrinate the children for another five to ten years, and let's see what happens then. And that's exactly what they're going to do. By the time this younger generation, if we don't stop what's going on in the school systems right now, and we don't start making a stand for it and stop this, this under this guise of political correctness, and you have to be, you know, tolerant. First off, let's be clear: the left-wing communists that are running around doing all these things are as far from tolerant as it gets. Because here's the thing: that you could flip the script on them. When they say, "Well, you have to be tolerant of this, and you have to be tolerant of that, and you have to be tolerant of a grown man going in the bathroom." With your daughter, because it's what he identifies as, you can flip the same thing back and say, oh, okay, okay. Well, guess what? That means you have to be tolerant of me beating his skull in when I find a grown man in the bathroom with my daughter. You've got to be tolerant of that. So you need to be tolerant of my viewpoint that I'm not going to accept your perverted ideology. Let's just be tolerant there, okay? You be tolerant of me not accepting it. Whoa, 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 you can't do that. No, 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 no. you got to be politically correct, Austin. You can't say that. You can't, you can't get aggressive like that. You can't defend your family. You can't protect your kids. You can't do that. That's, that's, that's being politically incorrect. No, guys. The entire construct of what they have done and perverted the minds of the American populace is downright lunacy, and people have to stand up to it. They have to start saying no. You cannot go along with this. Now, if they continue to do it, I mean, whatever. Like I said, there's only so much you can physically do in certain situations. But that does not mean you have to ever support it, endorse it, or go along quietly with it. That's the difference, and that's the problem that we found ourselves now here in the United States is that people go, okay, well, I'm just not going to say anything about it because I don't, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Just like with me and dad, we went down and told you a couple weeks ago, this city meeting where they're trying to put everywhere around us is either, you know, orange groves or residential houses. And they want to put a giant storage unit right across from a church. No business of a storage unit being anywhere in this area because about three to four mile radius is nothing but residential area. Nice houses, nice subdivisions, orange groves, lakes, and they want to put a storage unit to get maximum ROI out of their land they have because they're unbelievably greedy. And the attorney goes, we've done the research, and we know this is what would fit the community best in this area. And I'm looking, there's like 40 people, now. I looked at them and said, do you, do you live around here? He goes, no, 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 I don't. I said, then we don't care about your opinion. You don't know what's best for us because you don't live here, and nobody cares what you think. And everybody kind of looked at me, and they're like, oh, you, you don't know what to say. And then Dad Straight called him out for pulling the Delphi technique on one of the individuals in there. Everybody has to be vocal. Now, we can vote, and we can push, and we can physically stand our ground on this, and if they still end up pushing – a doggone storage unit in there, still not going to be happy about it. I'm still not going to accept it, and I'm still going to fight it. 
but I'm going to continue to do that. That's what everybody has to start doing now is the resolve has to step up a couple levels. Civil disobedience is one of the most effective tools known to man in order to induce change and stand your conviction, stand your ground for it. So I encourage everybody, continue to do so. What do you think, Dan? Well, I talked about this yesterday with you in the office. I mean, Jocelyn and I were obnoxious. You say, well, really? Yeah, we really were obnoxious. Well, that's not the Christian thing to do. All right. Okay, well, you go over there and fold your hands, and you can you can bow down to him, this guy who was speaking, and do whatever he tells you to do. And, and basically, uh, what you know, you know, let me explain something to you. You know, when the uh, Kabbalists, I were called Kabbalists then, but when the basically the money changers were in the temple, Jesus just kind of go, oh, bless the little money changers. Oh, they're so cute. I don't know what to say about little money. No, he's not. He says, they of vipers and thieves. And he took a whip and he beat the holy living yik-yak out of him and drove him out of the temple. Yeah. What we're talking about here are money changers. And all they want to do is force the will of their father, as far as I'm concerned, or the will of their Kabbalist father, or the will of the their Masonic leaders or their will of whatever they are. I don't know who they are. And I'm not just talking about what's going on in our neighborhood. I'm talking about all over the country. This is what's happening. And when you stand against these guys like Michael Lindell did, and now he comes out and said, I've lost 20 large retailers. It's costing me $65 million a year with my pillow. He admits he's going to have staggering losses this year after the boycott of his firm over the election fraud claims. And he's also hit with a $1.3 billion Dominion defamation suit, which will probably put him out of business and bankrupt him. I'll let him know that up front because he's welcoming, he's welcoming the lawsuit because he has evidence. Let me explain something to you really quick, guys, if you've never been in a lawsuit. This is so important. I remember years ago there was a pastor up in Ohio, and he had the claim that someone abused a child by grabbing them by the arm in the nursery and supposedly put bruises on the child's arm. Okay. He had videotape to prove it did not happen. And he had five or six other people working in the nursery to prove that it did not happen. And the judge did not allow the testimony or the videotape to be entered into evidence. And that church had to pay millions of dollars in fines, almost bankrupted them. So Mike Lindell thinks he's going to come in now with all of his evidence from the video that he did he did a good video, by the way, and he's going to have the ability to defend himself and to put all of this evidence in, and they're going to probably tell him, well, we're not going to let you do that. Uh, no, it's not, it's not legit. We're not going to put it in. You know, the Supreme Court just turned down a bunch of cases concerning the election that said, no, we're not going to hear it. And then Clarence Thomas actually came out and said, hey, this ain't right. You know, we're not, this is, and he dissented. He dissented. He absolutely dissented and said they're not going to do it. Here's what he said. One wonders what this court waits for. We failed to settle this dispute before the election and thus provide clear rules. Now we again fail to provide clear rules for future elections. The decision to leave election law hidden beneath a shroud of doubt is baffling. By doing nothing, we invite further confusion and erosion of voter confidence. Our fellow citizens deserve better and expect more of us. I respectably dissent. Yeah, Clarence Thomas is telling the truth, isn't he? doesn't matter what kind of evidence you have. If it's not allowed in, it won't help you at all. And I feel sorry for Mike Liddell because Donald Trump <laughs> threw him under the bus. 
threw him under the bus. Yeah. But guys, let me tell you something. And I've said it already multiple times today. Our hope is in Christ because this is the day the Lord hath made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I will always put Jesus first in my life. I appreciate you guys. Austin, finish it up and go ahead. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yes, guys. Be sure to check out the product of the week at healthmasters.com. The purple sticks on sale now. And be sure to vote for what you want to see win tomorrow. I always change them up on Wednesdays. So it looks like the awesome mag and the prostate supporter neck and neck. So be sure to vote for which one you want to see win on there. And again, thank you for helping us fight what's going on right now. It's so important that Everybody do this together, just like you saw with California, or not in California, not in Palm Beach, at that Trader Joe's. They, everybody has to start standing their ground with this. It's not fun. It's not enjoyable. You're going to be hated. People are going to do all kinds of crazy stuff and claims and accusations and everything. I'm telling you right now, you have constant conflict. But it comes a point in time where we have to stand up to our, for our convictions. So thank you again for the support. Thank you for continuing to help us in this fight. Support small businesses. Support small companies online. Thank you for the support. Stay prepped. Stay ready. We'll be back here tomorrow as always. You have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.